Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hi, this is The Author Show, and I'm your host, Linda Thompson. Before I introduce our guest, just a quick reminder, the selected interviews are available in our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is The Author Show. I will admit being very intrigued by the title of today's book, L.A.'s Last Street Cop, Surviving Hollywood Freaks, the Aryan Brotherhood, and the LAPD's Homicidal Vendetta Against Me. Wow. First-time author Al Moreno writes his biography in an easy-to-read, story-like manner, and he's here to share more. Al, welcome to The Author's Show. Thank you, Linda, for having me. Al, will you please give us a quick overview of L.A.'s Last Street Cup? Sure. Uh, it's kind of an impossible journey from a kid raised with 12 uh, brothers and sisters in the Florencia area, gang-infested area of Los Angeles. In second grade, I was diagnosed with late calvus perthes. I was crippled for four years. I had a horrible case of dyslexia and dyscalculia. I didn't know it at the time, but I was an F and D student all through uh, grade and high school. And by the 12th grade, I got fed up with it. And I just, you know, I, uh, I left uh, high school 12 weeks before graduation. Got arrested a couple of times while I was hanging out in the hood. Then I joined the Marine Corps at the height of the Vietnam War in 1968 and served with India Company, 3rd Battalion, 7th Marines as a fire team leader. After I came back, I applied for the Los Angeles Police Department. And it took me five years to get on. I applied on uh, September the 17th, 1970. Didn't get hired till 1975 in August. Uh, I was disqualified nine separate times. They weren't hiring a whole lot of people of color at that time. Yeah, when I finally got on, I just, I was meant to be a cop. And eventually I accumulated at the five and a half year juncture, 71 commendations, half of them for disarming gang members with guns and not using deadly force. I'm very proud of that. And at one point, the gang unit that I was selected to work at, they, they had picked 40 officers from the entire department to work East LA, gang wars in East LA, and uh, Northern South Central. Los Angeles is the gang capital of the world with 450 gang members and 75,000 gang members. So ultimately, we had problems with uh, handling all the gang problems in Los Angeles. Our captain started uh, cooking the books to lower the gang statistics. I protested it. We got an argument. Anyhow, it just made the department go completely postal. Wow. So what prompted you to write about your time with the LAPD? That's a great question. I wanted to get my story out for the last four decades. I never fancied myself as writing a book. So I wrote every possible conceivable person, production people, directors, uh, actors, uh, uh, TVs, news radios. And it was Mark Bowden, the author of Black Hawk Down, that actually answered my letter to him. And he said, you know, Al, I looked at your five-page overview. He says, you write pretty damn good. Write the book yourself because nobody's going to touch it. Everybody's got their own babies. <laughs> so that was, uh, <laughs> that was the truth. <laughs> I love that story. So tell me, Al, what type of reader would be most interested in reading L.A.'s Last Street Cup? I think probably it, it, it hits all levels, the young, the old, and uh, the middle and the old in particular about what's going on today, because my book is kind of a combination of the new centurion, Serpico, and L.A. Confidential, but only this story is actually true, and it's got a little bit of everything in it, and what it does, it gets an insight into 
what our men and women in blue face every day on the streets. And it's all documented from Los Angeles Police Department. So give the communities and everyone, the young and old, a unique insight into what is going on in the streets today and what our police officers are doing for our communities throughout the U.S. You have an acronym in your book. Will you tell us a little bit about CRASH and your role in the unit? Sure. A CRASH is a Community Resources Against Street Hoodlums. That's the acronym. And like I said, you know, the unit was, there were 40 guys handpicked from the entire department. And uh, the, that was the first time LAPD had ever put together a specialized unit to work the gang wars in East LA and uh, South Central Los Angeles. I believe that you received a lot of commendations for your ability to arrest heavily armed suspects without the use of force. What are your thoughts about the current and ever increasing number of killings by cops across the U.S.? Well, again, you know, I can statistically cite you from the FBI National Crime Index when I give you the statistics. In the United States, there's 328 uh, million Americans, and there's over a total of 436 million comp- or traffic stops and calls for service. And annually, the deaths are anywhere from 700 to 1,000. So when you calculate that, the chances of somebody being harmed by a policeman on the street are 0.0002293. Your chances of winning the lottery four weeks in a row are much greater than they are of being hurt by a police officer. At the risk of sounding like a bleeding heart, though, isn't one death one too many? Every human life is a precious, is part of the universe, is part of our world, part of our history. But the awful thing about law enforcement is that there are times when you're confronted with situations that result in officer-involved shootings or deaths. And again, not to sound insensitive, but when you look at the true numbers, it's just phenomenal how there aren't more, you know, sorts of awful situations like some of the stuff that we're hearing today. What brought about the LAPD's homicidal vendetta against you? When I went to our, the commander of our bureau, in charge of five divisions in the Central Bureau, where all, I basically told him that the, the different things that the lieutenant was doing to underreport the true crime statistics in the city of Los Angeles. The department went postal. So I've done a couple of things. I got beeped up on a drive-by murder for three Avenue gang members cut this kid in half with a sawed-off shotgun and a three fifty-seven Magnum. And I knew who the family was. In fact, one of the brothers is the leader of La Emma, which is the Mexican mafia in the joint. So these are really hard players. And in the interview, I pushed them against the wall, like you see on TV, playing the good guy, bad guy. And that was the end of that. Two weeks later, go to the Colorado River, water skiing with some cops and stewardess and nurses and girlfriends. And unbeknownst to us, we go into a bar where it's a hangout for the Aryan Brotherhood. Well, within minutes, they were on us. There was a fight. After the fight, we left the bar, and one of these animals came at us. A guy was six foot four, 260 pounds, just paroled from prison for cutting his wife's hand off with an axe. He came at us with a sawed-off shotgun. Luckily, we all jumped in the river, and he didn't get a shot off. The department got those two incidents, and that gave them something to get rid of me so that the Board of Inquiry, I couldn't testify at the Board of Inquiry. And by the way, so I was sent to a trial board, And at one point, the two uh, internal affairs investigators interviewed this ex-con, and he told them to their face, and it's on page 63 of their investigation, that I'm going to kill Officer Marino. I already found out where he works, 
from my friends in La M, and when I see them, I'm gonna kill them. And normally, somebody is arrested for that on the spot for attempted murder because he already made an overt act. He copped out to it right in front of these two detectives. And they did not take him into custody. They went back to the department. They told their uh, lieutenant. The lieutenant told the captain. Captain told the bureau commander, went to the chief's office. And they did not incorporate the security protocol. In essence, they gave or sanctioned the Aryan Brotherhood to murder one of their own. I know it sounds insane, but I have the documents. Wow. Yeah. So now I want to know, how long were, were you with the LAPD, and were you forced out, or did you retire by choice? No, 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 no. I was sent to a trial board and terminated for the two incidents that I just spoke about. So it was, it was kangaroo court. The, the, the two uh, IED investigators, internal affairs investigators, were overheard by one of the secretaries that at the very beginning of the investigation that were going to fry Moreno's ass. And then the actual advocate that was going to put on the case was heard by another secretary that uh, Marino's going to get fired regardless of the evidence. So it was just a trumped up trial board and they got rid of me and there was no board of inquiry. Oh my gosh. And it just gets worse. So what sets LA's last street cop apart from the other books on the shelves? Well, unlike the three big movies that came out, uh, The New Centurion and Serpico and uh, LA Confidential, this is not fiction. This is an actual story that is basically comprised of documents, uh, rating reports, commendations, actual incidents, documents from, a, from the department themselves. So it's a true story. Like I said, it's got everything that those three movies have, but it's true. And it's just as grisly as the rest of them are. Al, after you left the LAPD, you founded Global Investigations and VIP Security Services. Please share with us a bit about your company. What we do is, I'm not one of these PIs that goes around chasing, you know, you know, a cheating spouse. or uh, My specialty is working unsolved crimes. And I've been all through the U.S. and I've actually been to other countries. So our specialty is handling anything from murder, robbery, corporate espionage, and surveillances. That's our niche. And like I said, we've been all, all over the U.S. and different countries. Did you ever, in your wildest dreams, think you'd publish a book about your life? Did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never in a million years. However, <laughs> Linda, when I thought about it, when uh, Mr. Bowden, the, you know, the author of Black Hawk Down, actually took the time to write me back and tell me that, Al, you know, I looked at your five-page overview. I think that you write really excellent. And of the last four decades, I must have truly written at least thousands of people to take my story. Then it was, you know, I'm 74 years old now. I want my story out. So, you know, I started writing. And when I think about it, my police reports, you know, writing reports to say Officer Marino really writes great reports. And I enjoyed writing. So I started writing four years ago and completed three books. Well, now that you got your feet wet, tell us about your other books. Well, the other two books are going to be, uh, again, The Impossible Journey to, it's the, the Journey of Crucibles to the Praetorian Guard. You would have to, you know, obviously I can go on forever, but it's basically a story from the time I was raised in the hood all the way through my Vietnam experience uh, and fighting those nine disqualifications. Nobody since 1869 has ever done what I did, fight nine erroneous disqualifications, get on to the LAPD. And it's just an insane story from one part of my life to the other, including my Vietnam experience. 
Okay, so once you go through your whole life in nonfiction, are you going to start writing fiction books about cops? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find something else that will kind of, uh, you know, stimulate me. I just love history, uh, in particular the, the, the Victorian era. And I'm an expert on Winston Spencer Leonard Churchill. I've read his 3,000-page bio by William Manchester. And I love all about the American Civil War. So maybe I'll find something in that area. Al, is there a message in L.A.'s Last Street Cop that you would like our readers to remember? Sure. Uh, there's a message of hope that regardless of what our men and women in uniform are going through right now, uh, at the end of this really troubled time, they're going to continue to put their lives on the line for you, for people that don't even know you, people or some other people don't like you. I, I think that eventually the United States is going to sauce this thing out. In between that time, you have somebody that's breaking into your house, somebody that's going to rob you, somebody that's going to kidnap your children. Call the police. They're going to be there to help you. Al, I, I wasn't planning to ask this, but now I have to. When I see something on the news of a young, very young little black girl asking a white cop, are you going to kill me? That breaks my heart. What is your thoughts about things like that? Well, I think that's just a horrific, horrific statement. I mean, it just, it just tears at my heart and soul. You know, I'm coming from somebody that, that was raised in the hood. I'm not some, you know, vanilla dude that just read books and stuff like that. <laughs> And my personal experience from being raised back in the day up to now, when you're stopped by a policeman, you just cooperate with him. You're going to sign your ticket or if you're suffering the other reason, you cooperate. It's going to be over. End of story. It's only when the resistance gets to the point where you're fighting for your life or you're, you know, something along that line that in essence, you really... I don't think that that's the kind of message that a, that a parent should have to say to his children. The children of the United States uh, don't have to worry about being hunted down and killed by policemen. It, it's just not that way, Linda. Do you think that race relations will ever get better between the police and the average citizen? It's going to be a hard go right now. You know, I'm, I'm probably going to piss some people off here. But, you know, I, I recall the days of Selma, Alabama, you know, 1950s and 63 and Governor Wallace, you know, not letting those black kids into college. When you look at that horrific time in American history to here the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it's not like that anymore. I see the folks from all these different places, the blacks and whites, getting along like I've never, ever seen them get so just a, a wonderful experience to see the opportunities for our Afro-American communities and other people of color and women today have never number-wise ever been better short of this coronavirus thing that happened just about three months ago. But there were more people in the black community that were getting hired. There were more women that were realizing their day in the sun and things were the, the best that I had ever seen them. And, and, and what I'm doing is marrying Bob Woodson of the Woodson Institute. He actually walked with Martha Lynch, uh, Martin Luther King, he was a black man, with Larry Elder, Shelby Steele, even Leo Terrell are all, um, what I'm saying is marrying what they're saying about your question. 
Al, where can we learn more about you, about Global Investigations, and where can we purchase LA's Last Street Cop? Well, you can go to our website, laststreetcop.com, and then all the other major online services that, that you can buy a book, one can uh, purchase the book there. And there's a bio about you and uh, yeah, media there, in- there, there's a bio about myself in the website. There's also a very extended bit about my time that, from actual documents, my rating reports and commendations and, and what have you on the website as well. So you can find out a lot about me. We've been talking with Al Moreno, author of L.A.'s Last Street Cop. Al, you've written a book that I just know a lot of our listeners will enjoy reading. And I want to thank you for spending time with us today. And I do hope that you'll come back and share your next book with us as well. I'd love to, Linda. Thank you so much for having me on. L.A.'s Last Street Cop is written by a cop that deals with attending the police academy and being a rookie to patrolling a gang-infested beat. Moreno also describes dealing with the politics of administration. Very exciting from the first chapter to the last. Well, that was a review for L.A.'s Last Street Cop. And if you like true stories about cops' life, please go to laststreetcop.com and order your copy today. And please share this interview with your friends so that they too may become acquainted with our author. And remember, the author show may be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Plus, selected interviews can also be found on major platforms such as Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and many more. Whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books, theauthorshow.com is a really great place to start. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.